If you think that there is no progress to be made at maintenance, or you're currently half-assing your nutrition, training, and good habits during this phase, listen up. There is so much untapped potential in maintenance phases, and too many women are undervaluing this time. So we're going to go over the three big mistakes you're making during this period, and both how and why you should maximize your maintenance phase. Let's go. Are you a gym baddie committed to leveling up in all areas through health and fitness? This podcast is for you. Hi, hello. My name is Danika. I'm an online coach, personal trainer, and your host of Fit Chit Chat. I help women just like you stop spinning your wheels with a no BS approach so you can reshape your body, feel your strongest yet, and create confidence that is authentic to you. Together, we'll delve into all the topics that matter, how to maximize your progress in the gym, make nutrition a no-brainer, and streamline the process to make achieving goals simple. You are guaranteed to leave feeling educated, entertained, and empowered to become your baddest damn self. Hi, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Fit Chit Chat podcast. We are chatting all things maintenance phases today. Now, if you don't know what a maintenance phase is, it's where you consume a maintenance amount or an estimated maintenance amount of calories, um, and you're consistently eating an amount that's going to maintain your current body weight, um, if not, hopefully, your current body composition as well. Now, This is great in theory, and I love that there are more women getting on board with seeing the importance of maintenance phases and not constantly trying to eat in a deficit, etc. I think this is really great, but there are also some women that fall into the trap of embarking on a maintenance phase and failing to see the importance of it or failing to take it as seriously and show the same dedication and diligence that you would in your deficit phases or even in your surplus phases. If you have someone that has gone through a specific surplus phase, eaten a surplus amount of calories in order to either gain body weight or gain muscle mass. That's an amazing thing as well. But we often think that calorie deficits or surplus phases are the only times when you're going to see any sort of um, progress because maintenance obviously comes from the word maintaining and this is the first trap. So I feel like I'm already just jumping straight into the deep end. So let's talk about maintenance phases. I'm glad that they're becoming popularized. I don't even want to use the word popularized. I'm glad they're becoming normalized. That's probably it. And they're a little bit more common because there is so much untapped value inside of maintenance phases that is, you know, being overlooked, undervalued, and we can still make great progress at maintenance. So let's just jump straight into it because I'm obviously overwhelming with things that I want to talk about and I'm trying not to give them all away in this intro. So let's get to it. I'm going to give you three main areas that women are making major mistakes when it comes to their maintenance phases. The first one I want to talk about is your mindset or your approach to this maintenance phase. So Confusing maintenance with maintaining, aka no progress. Maintenance is not a synonym for no progress. And what often happens is we get in this idea of, oh, I'm maintaining my current body weight or current composition, therefore nothing can change in this time. This can often lead to a lack of focus in this phase because we kind of think, you know, what's the point? If I'm not going to see any progress, I'm not going to get any results, then what's the point of being in this maintenance phase? It's just a holding pattern. It's just a wishy-washy. It's like stalling time. I want to be in my deficit. I want to be in my growth phases. I want to do all these things. Maintenance is lack of results, right? So when we come into it with this really poor mindset 
mindset and we lose focus on what can actually happen inside of this phase and the value that can be inside of maintenance, we give it the half-assed approach, okay? We go into it thinking, you know, maintenance means I'm not going to get any better in this phase. I'm not going to get any worse um, from here. And it might end up setting you backwards because you end up not being consistent, okay? You think that nothing's going to change inside of your maintenance, so it doesn't really matter if you're super diligent or not. Think about when you're in a deficit phase and you're like, I need to hit my deficit calories in order to lose this body fat. I need to get my steps and I need to get my training. Think about your attitude towards what you need to do inside of your deficit. Think about your commitment and the way that you show up and repeat those behaviors that are required to get your fat loss result. If only you came at your maintenance phases with that same sort of mindset and dedication and and diligent and were still super consistent rather than thinking, oh, nothing's going to happen. So, you know, it doesn't really matter if I slip up here once and once and once and again, once now and then again. Oh my God, I can't talk today. What I want to do with this maintenance mindset, right, is I really like to rename this with my clients. I don't often call it maintenance. Like I might say that we're eating maintenance calories, but we might rename this to momentum. We are building momentum in this phase, or we might call it clarity and consistency, getting really clear on what we're doing and getting really consistent with our behaviors. So renaming this maintenance phase to either like momentum or clarity or consistency or something like that can help you really identify what it is you're trying to achieve in this maintenance phase. Because like I said, there's lots of things that can be done inside of this. Maybe you want to switch to just being able to fuel your body sufficiently to train really fucking hard, like have enough food to come in so that you've got the fuel and the energy to be pushing the numbers. What I quite often see with women um, when they first come to me and I put them starting out on maintenance calories is we start to see some great results come through. We see body recomposition happen. So what that means is body fat goes down, muscle mass goes up. They start to reshape their figure. They change shape and they're like, what the hell is going on? I'm in a maintenance. Like, isn't deficit where the magic happens? And it's like, well, no, because we've actually caught you consistent. We're building momentum. We're getting you clear on what it is you want to achieve. We're getting consistency with your behaviors. And all of a sudden you're starting to get the results. So that's why when I say like coming at your maintenance phase with the same attitude and dedication that you would in another phase can be really beneficial because you often reap the rewards. If you haven't been doing this prior and now you jump into being really consistent with what needs to be done and getting all your training in and eating enough food and all this, you'll start to reap those um, recomposition results. And I see this happen time and time again. Literally almost every single client that comes to me, I will put them on a maintenance phase for four weeks um, and and we see great results in that time anyway, four, six, eight weeks. And if the results keep ticking, we're not going to pull you out of it. Like let's ride this wave while it lasts, right? So I want you to think about your maintenance phases. What other things can I tick off in this time? So like I said before, it might be you really wanting to smash um, your performance goals. Maybe you're focusing on like a health phase where it's like you're trying to prioritize getting enough sleep in, moving your body consistently, getting some steps in. Maybe uh, it's just necessarily fueling your body if you have been in a deficit or you've been a yo-yo dieter for so long and your body has just never had a nice consistent amount of calories coming in. Maybe that's your health focus is just giving your body what it what it wants and what it needs right now. So you can shift to some sort of other goal. I know some of my clients like to have little mini goals in their maintenance phases that are fun or different or exciting. So maybe they throw in that they want to start taking some pole classes and learn a different type of movement for their body. 
Or you might decide, hey, this is the time that I'm going to join a 5K fun run with a girlfriend. So I'm going to do like a couple of 5K runs and that's what I'm going to do with something a little bit different in this maintenance phase where I'm not focusing on like dropping body fat or building muscle necessarily, okay? So really changing your mindset is number one. That's probably the biggest one because these other things flow onto it. Like if you're not mentally committed to this maintenance phase, then that's why all these other things happen. So let's talk about the second one. The second one, the second big mistake is in relation to your nutrition and what you do with your food inside your maintenance phase matters so fucking much. Let me say that first and foremost. What I often see is women inside this maintenance phase have a little bit more freedom. And yes, you do. You finally have got a little bit more calories coming in. You've got a little bit more room to play with. Maybe you can incorporate some more of your favorite foods And yes, maybe you don't need to track so diligently, knowing that, you know, it's not like we're trying to be very specific with deficit calories where eating slightly over will put you out of a deficit and you won't see the result. Like we don't need to be that strict in a maintenance phase. Yes, your maintenance calories are a range and you can be eating within something. Like we don't have to be so specific about it. But I often see women move away from monitoring their nutrition at all. And you fall back into what feels like a normal eating pattern for you. And unfortunately, that's not always great. Sure, you might have the knowledge around like portion sizes or knowing that you need to consume more protein and all these sorts of things, but it doesn't mean that that's your natural way to eat. I have a girlfriend who is a coach as well, and her natural way of eating when she's not tracking is like she will eat three cookies and a pack of chicken nuggets. Like it's just, she eats like a child and she will admit that. So for her being consistent with monitoring her food is really important, even more so in her maintenance phases because stopping tracking, if that's so, we'll use tracking macros as an example. If you're someone that's um, using an app to track your macros and calories, if you stop doing that or you start to think, you know, I know enough about nutrition, you could either end up accidentally under eating or accidentally overeating. It's completely unintentional. Like I said, you're going to fall into what feels natural for you. You're going to respond more to your hunger cues. And yes, all of these things are great, but I still see so much value in you actually monitoring it to some extent. Now that doesn't mean that you need to track every day. What I would recommend is like track the occasional day. Maybe you track every third day just to make sure that you're still at least within your range roughly. Or you could even just track one day and go, okay, I'm just going to eat that same thing for the entire week anyway. So I know that it's right. And then that way you don't necessarily have to like weigh everything specifically or portion it out. You can kind of eyeball it, but you know that this is what I'm going to have and it's going to equal roughly this by the end of the day. If you still put some sort of, I guess, boundaries or parameters around your nutrition like that, then you know that you're going to at least be close. Because like I said, the longer and longer and longer you leave it without pulling yourself back to like middle ground and tracking and being more actually aware of how much you're consuming, the further you're probably going to move away from what is your actual true maintenance. Like I said before, you're going to unintentionally either under eat or overeat and you might underestimate the food that you consume or you might be overestimating it and pulling it back. I do this too. Like I'm not immune to this and this does happen with me. And that's why I see so much value in tracking. People are like, oh, tracking can be disordered and obsessive. And I'm like, for me, it actually gives me peace of mind because it means I know that I'm ticking off what I need to do. And I can put my brain space into everything else that's going on in my personal life, in my work life, my business, focusing on my clients, etc. If it means that it frees up that brain space for me, then hell fucking yeah, I'm going to keep tracking. Okay. So having some guidance or structure around your nutrition is really important. And the other thing that I see, the mistake that I see, and it's still uh, in particular in nutrition, is 
Say you've come out of a deficit phase and you're in a maintenance phase now and you've got a bit more freedom and flexibility and more calories that you can play with. If you're someone that does enjoy being social and going out to eat with your friends, maybe having a few wines or going to a Sunday session or something like that, I see this pendulum swing. Like you go from being in a deficit where you maybe were holding back on all of your socializing and having drinks and stuff like that to swinging so hard the other way when you get into a maintenance phase that you just become social Sally and you end up eating out so much and like drinking more alcohol than you would normally, etc. Okay. Because you refrain during that deficit. Now you have more wiggle room at maintenance. Don't go overboard because you could end up just putting yourself in a surplus. And this is where we start to see those maintenance phases go wrong. As much as women are like, oh, there's no progress to be made at maintenance. I'm maintaining. I'm not going to get any better or worse. It's going to stay the same. It's like if you indulge in behaviors like this that are not in alignment with what it is you want to achieve, then you could end up doing some damage inside of maintenance unintentionally, unnecessarily. And like I said, put yourself into a surplus phase. So being social is okay. Eating out with friends and family is encouraged. Having a few wines, if that's important to you in alignment with your values, then go for it. But just think about the repercussions of that. Like I said, those excessive amount of calories might put you into a surplus. Are you okay with gaining some body fat in this time? Yes or no? Think about how an excessive amount of alcohol or food could affect your training as well. Do you feel good training on fast food after you've been out having a few drinks the night before? Is your poor performance in the gym a result of your alcohol and your food consumption? Are you going to start to miss sessions because you're starting to feel really shitty? Like you feel sluggish, you feel yuck because you're probably not prioritizing eating lots of fruit and veg. Does the fact that your training sessions now feel shit make you unmotivated and not want to go to the gym because you know it's going to be a crap session? You can see the ripple effect here, right? It's like a few poor food choices and alcohol consumption has resulted in impacting your training, which is something that's really important. We need to stay consistent with our training, which is then going to impact your mood around your training. You're going to start missing sessions, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So when we look at socializing through maintenance phases, it's like be honest with yourself about what's really important. Maybe set some boundaries around how much or how frequently you're going to be doing this socializing. If it's still important to you, absolutely. I'll be the one to tell you that I'm kind of in a maintenance phase at the moment, maximizing my performance, training really hard, getting all of my behaviors and everything on lock, fueling myself perfectly, amazingly, love it. Everything's great, but I'm still having a meal out on the weekend with my partner. It was his birthday on the weekend, so we went out and had pancakes for breakfast. We actually went to Akami, which is like an all-you-can-eat Japanese place for dinner as well. Um, and then like this weekend, I know we're going out for lunch with his dad. Like it's it's once a weekend, one meal over a weekend. Actually, and the weekend before his birthday, so two weekends ago, we went out for burgers for lunch. Like you can see one meal once a week is okay, but that meal isn't turning into a full day or a full weekend or a bender and then Monday feel like shit and then it takes me Tuesday to get back into it. Like there's not that ripple effect. I know my boundaries. I have rules and restrictions around what I want to do with my maintenance phase and I'm honest with myself. Yes, seeing, you know, seeing my friends and my family and going out and doing these things are still important to me, but do you know what's really important to me is my health and my happiness, and my training, and my food, and my mental health. And not training and eating well affects all of those things as well. So having some structure around your social life inside of your nutrition plan is really important. So let's move into mistake number three, and I've actually kind of just dabbled in that there, is looking at your structures and systems, okay? 
Too much flexibility, too much freedom inside the maintenance phase can be so tempting for a lot of people. We feel like everything can go out the window because, again, we're in a holding pattern. Nothing's going to change in this. It doesn't really matter if I miss the gym a few times because, you know, I'm not going to lose muscle that quickly. And you go into like a false sense of security that you can't do any damage inside a maintenance phase. But you also then wonder why you're not making any progress. One thing I see so often is like women who have done a challenge or worked with a coach for a short period of time, and maybe you went to that coach for a fat loss result, and you did 12, 16 weeks with that coach, you got the result you want, you're really happy with it, or the challenge ends and you've achieved XYZ result, and you're stoked with it, and you think, now I've got what I want, I'm going to stop doing everything. I'm going to finish up with that coach now because that's over. I'm going to stop going to the gym and because the challenge is done. I'm not going to track my food anymore because I don't need to, I'm not in a deficit. Thinking that all of your systems and the structures that you've had in place to achieve really great results no longer matter. Thinking that you don't need the accountability or finishing up with your coach is a big mistake because often what we need is that accountability and that guidance inside maintenance. If you know for yourself that this is the time that you're going to go haywire, this is the time that you're going to really like lose all of your uh, diligence and commitment towards your nutrition. This is the time that you know you're going to start skipping sessions. If you're sitting there being like, that's me, that's I'm that girly, then maybe having a coach at this period of time is even more important than the deficit because you're motivated during your deficit. You know what you want to achieve. You got your eyes on your prize, etc. You've come out of that and it's like, fuck, I don't know how to manage myself as a human being in terms of health and fitness because I haven't actually created the lifestyle that's conducive with keeping those results. So that's when it comes into play about having a coach that can set you up for success in your maintenance. If you've never had a successful maintenance period thus far, then I would almost argue that that's more important for you right now than it is for you to jump back into another deficit or anything else and work on another specific goal. If you're someone that gets really complacent in a maintenance phase because you think I don't have a specific goal, therefore you don't need guidance, therefore I don't need someone to show me how to achieve it, then you're making a big mistake. So when I talk about creating a lifestyle and a structure that suits you being consistent, you need to have things in place. Like you are now someone who gets up and goes to the gym in the morning. You're not going to go back to sleeping in. You are now someone that prioritizes having protein inside her day. You're not going to go back to having Maccas on the way home from work or just cruising into a convenience store to grab a lunch or like any of those sorts of things, right? You're someone that does actually structure her nutrition and meal preps a few things or has protein snacks on hand, etc. You're someone that was going to bed at nine o'clock every night, winding down, reading her book, putting her phone down. And now all of a sudden you're in a maintenance phase. You're like, well, I don't need to prioritize my sleep. It doesn't really matter. Like uh, it's not going to affect me that much. I'm, my training's not too important now anyway. So it doesn't matter if I have a bad sleep, etc. It's like, what happened to all of those systems and structures and all of that framework that you set up to have such a successful deficit phase? And why has it gone out the fucking window as soon as you've gone back into your maintenance? We still need to treat it as important as the deficit phase that you've just come out of. So if you are a girlie that always throws her maintenance phases out the window and gives up on everything as soon as she's achieved her deficit goal or finishes up with whatever fat loss phase or challenge that she was in, then I would argue that having a coach at that point in time is actually where value is going to lie for you right now. That's actually the part where you might see the biggest change because we've been talking so much on social media and I say we like there's a few collective coaches that I really resonate with as well myself and we have this message of like women need to spend more time at maintenance 
maintenance should be like the majority of your time. And then you jump in and out of like deficit phases or surplus phases, depending on what you're trying to do. We want you to spend more time in maintenance and really maximize what you can do when you're on a sufficient amount of calories before you worry about jumping into your next deficit phase. Because if you're spending 80 80% of the year in what you would think is a deficit, whether you're successfully in a deficit or not, and only 20% of the time you're actually eating enough food to fuel your training and feel really fucking good, then things are a little bit backwards and we need to look at like your ratios to what you're trying to achieve right now. So that is all of the ones that I wanted to chat about. Those are the three big mistakes that I see. It's like, it's the mindset and the attitude coming into your maintenance phase or when you are in the maintenance phase, the way that you treat your nutrition during this can make such a big difference. I'll be honest and say, sure, you can miss one or two training sessions here. It's not the end of the world, but I think there's less room, wiggle room for error when it comes to nutrition um, and being social is such a big impact in that. And I think that's why it's more or less the social aspect of nutrition that goes crazy during uh, maintenance phase. And the third part of it is it having the accountability, the guidance, the systems, the structure still in place in maintenance and not treating it as like, a, I don't have a specific goal, so I don't need any help. Okay. That are the three big mistakes I see in maintenance. And I hope you can understand from what I've said around the importance of both how and why we should be prioritizing maintenance phases and taking them as seriously as any other phase that you have embarked on. So that is it from me. If you've resonated or anything that I've said inside of this podcast, absolutely share it with a girlfriend or post it to Instagram stories and tag me in it. If you feel like maintenance is where there is so much untapped potential for you and you feel like you could be one of those gym girlies that I talk about, one of my clients who makes massive changes in a maintenance phase and you know that it's time to stop being in this fucking constant deficit, 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 headspace, lifestyle, trying to diet and get some really great results inside of a maintenance phase where you're fed well, training hard and feeling fucking good then shoot me a DM on Instagram or hit the link in the show notes. There's a link for a free call and a coaching application, and we can have a chat about how online coaching would work for you. The ladies inside Operation Ignite always start in a maintenance phase, and we always see incredible results in those first four, six, eight weeks before we even jump into any sort of specific deficit or surplus. So that is it from me. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. And until I talk to you next time, have an incredible week. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Fit Chit Chat. I have three things for you. One, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a single drop. Two, share this episode on your social media and tag me in it. And three, follow me on Instagram and slide into my DMs. Let me know what resonated with you. Details in the show notes. And until next week, goodbye.